This is the Misfit Vegan Podcast, episode 160. You got to know what you want in life. You got to know what you want. You got to know why you're doing what you're doing, what you're here for, and where you want to go. Because until you know that, until you know what you want, nothing else matters. It's only been a few hours since I recorded my last podcast, episode 159, and I really want to delete it because it was messy, because I didn't find it valuable, because it was um, just like all over the place, because I shared something that I didn't ever intend to share, Um, and... You know what? I'm definitely not going to delete it because here's what I want. Here's what I want out of life. I want to break free from all the chains of my mental prison. I want to be authentic. And authentic is messy as fuck. Authentic is embarrassing. Authentic is honest. And I was honest last night when I recorded that I was honestly in a bad place and I was honest and that's what I want I want to stop judging myself I want to stop judging others I want to be honest with myself I want to be honest with others and most people don't have the balls to do that you know it's crazy you want people to be honest with you, but they're not even honest with themselves. They're not even honest with themselves. How can you expect honesty from somebody when they're lying to their motherfucking selves? And then I think to myself like, oh, was my podcast last night on brand? You know, because my brand is like to be bubbly and fun and motivational and provide content like valuable content and um and then I'm like wait I don't give a fuck about a brand I was like should I delete that it's not really valuable it's not really on brand but I don't give a fuck about having a brand that's my goal you know I have to remember guys you need to remember things more than you need to learn things We need to write things down and post them. Put it on a post-it note and post it on the wall. Or put it in your bathroom or put it on your desk. (sighs) Sorry, I just woke up. Seriously, why are you doing what you're doing? And what do you want out of this life? Because what do I want? I want to help people be themselves and understand that life is fucking hard and they fucking... They're harder. Life is hard and they, you can do hard things. And sometimes along the journey, you're going to be messy. And you're going to feel alone. Especially when you're taking your own path. Because you better believe it that I could hang out with so many people. There's so many people that want to hang out with me. And uh, 
I don't have to be lonely. It's a choice. I'm choosing it. I'm choosing it because here's the truth. That's the healing. That's part of the healing. Not getting distracted. Not calling people to distract me. Not creating content to distract me. Not working out to distract me. Not eating, binging on food to distract me and numb myself. That's part of the healing process. Being a mess. Being unsure of what the fuck I'm doing. Feeling like a fraud. Feeling like I'm... Feeling like I am in a deep hole that I can never get out of. That's part of the process of healing. Feeling. There's an amazing book called What You Can Feel, You Can Heal by John Gray. And I'm actually interviewing him today. I can't believe that. I can't believe that I get to talk. I get to interview my mentors. It's It's incredible. It's really incredible. And um, I'm never going to be fully raw Christina. I'm never going to be that perfect, polished, version of myself that, yeah, I could be once in a while, but that's not the real me. The real me is honest. And when you're honest, it you look like a mess sometimes. When you're honest... When you're honest with yourself and with others, it's not very on brand. And it is what it is. That's what I want out of life. That's what I want to communicate my authentic self. And it's hard and I'm learning how to do it. And it don't look good all the time. And it's not valuable all the time. It's not providing valuable content. But you know what? It's real and authentic. And that's how I was feeling. I was feeling very fucking lonely. And it's hard, it's embarrassing to communicate that. Like just now I got like a pit in my stomach because that's one of the most embarrassing things for me to communicate because I don't want to admit that I need people. I don't want to admit that I need anyone or anything. Can you relate? I was always that girl. I was always that person that didn't need anyone. I didn't need fucking anyone or shit from anyone. And guess what? I was lying to myself. I wasn't honest with myself. I need people. I need love. I'm not needy, but I need. Okay? And there's a difference. There's a difference. And I'm going to talk today to John Gray about the difference. And um, I'm going to talk to him about a lot of things, and I'm really excited. And by the way, um, here's a little value. (laughs) I still want to provide value because that's my life purpose, you know? But basically, when you're really nervous about something, because I am really, really fucking nervous about this interview. When you're really nervous, I want you to say to yourself, I am so excited. And here's why. Here's why. You're not lying to yourself. You are excited. Because guess what? I keep saying, I always say guess what? I don't know why I say that so much. But The feeling of being nervous and the feeling of being excited feels the exact same physiologically in your body. 
When you're excited, you sweat, your heart's racing, you're jittery, you're like, uh, uh, you know, short, uh, sorry, like short of breath. Sorry, I just woke up. Sorry, I said that already. Um, <laughs> you're short of breath, like you're just like shallow breathing, you're pacing, you're jumping up and down. Or When you're excited, those are the things that happen in your body, okay? And when you're nervous, the exact same things happen. You're sweating, you're shaking maybe, you're pacing, you're jumping up and down, you're short of breath, you're not doing deep breathing. It's the same physiological effect. But when you say you're excited, when you change nervous to excited, that is when you cause a different chemical reaction in your body, okay? Because saying, I am nervous, causes stress hormones to be released in your body. But saying, I am excited, causes endorphins to be released in the body. So change it to, I'm excited, I'm excited, because that's the damn honest truth. I'm excited to interview him. I don't need to be nervous. I've done thousands of interviews with people that I really look up to. He's not the only one. I've interviewed Brad Yates. I've interviewed Ann Osborne. I've interviewed Fred Bishi. I've interviewed Paul Neeson. I've interviewed um, John Kohler. And he was a big mentor of mine until he fucking talked about how he would love to drink human breast milk. The fuck? Anyway, that's not the point. I've interviewed so many more. Victoria Klavinskis. I've interviewed, um, you know, all of these people that I looked up to, that I look up to still. And I was so, so excited to interview them. And it went amazing. And I'm a, I'm a great interviewer, honestly. And that's weird to say, right? Because we're taught in society to not give ourselves praise and to not love ourselves and to not be proud of ourselves. But guess what? I worked hard. I worked hard to be a good interviewer. I've studied how to interview people. I've practiced it. I've put in the reps and I know that I'm good at it. And I'm going to start saying the things that I know I'm good at. And it feels fucking weird as fuck. It feels weird to give myself credit. It feels weird to be proud of myself because it's not familiar. Because I was never, that never happened as a kid. I was never told that I was special or good at anything or loved or worthy of love. I got all these messages that I was unlovable and I wasn't shit and nobody cared about me. That's the message I got. So guess fucking what? I grew up and I'm doing that to myself. I started doing that to myself because that's what was familiar, guys. Whatever we experienced as a kid is familiar. If we experienced not being good enough or not feeling good enough, then guess what? We're going to create situations and circumstances as an adult to not feel good enough. Because we're that's what we're feeling. So we're going to create a reality that proves to us that that's who we are. We are not good enough. And until we feel those feelings, acknowledge them, and do the work that it takes to change, do the work that it takes to understand that we are good enough, yeah, it takes work. Yeah. Oh, you just wanted to wake up and be a different person one day. It ain't gonna happen, boo. I've been trying to do that my whole life. I've been trying to do that 
I've been trying to ignore the root cause of my issues, my loneliness, my addiction, my procrastination, my tendency to be a loner, to not communicate how I feel, my tendency to abuse substances like food and social media. Yep, social media is a drug. Yep. Um, anything that distracts you from the pain, anything that numbs you from the pain, that's a drug. And honestly, I was thinking about the podcast last night, which I so want to delete so bad. And I was like, you know what? I get it now. I'm really good at helping other people because I'm not attached to the outcome. Like, I'm not attached. There's no emotions there. That's why it's so hard for us to help ourselves because we're so close to the problem. And it's such an emotional roller coaster. And it's so hard to face the truth about yourself. It's so hard to deal with uncomfortable emotions. And that's why it's so much easier for me. And I can get other people results that I can't get myself. Well, thank God that I did get myself the result of breaking free from processed foods. But like, I feel like, I feel like it's easy. Honestly, at the end of the day, it's easy for me because once you put in so many reps of something, it's just a habit and habit takes over and you're not like, uh, there's no way I'm not tempted by any food that I don't want to eat anymore because it's just been too long and I've recognized and understood that that's not food. And so it has nothing to do with emotions anymore. Like I still, I still eat to numb myself sometimes, but now I'm eating grapes, you know, now I'm eating ice cream and it's rare because I don't use food anymore as my drug of choice, but it happens. It happens. It's not common anymore, but it happens. Um, so, you know, I've, I've, I've learned how to use healthy things. Like last night after the podcast, after I cried, after I journaled, I did yoga. And all of those things are healthy ways to release emotions. It's healthy to talk. Yeah, I should have probably called a friend, but I'm still dealing with not wanting to burden people with my shit. I hate, I hate, I hate putting my shit on people. I hate being a burden to people. I hate bothering people. So like starting this podcast was one of the best things I ever did. And I wish I started 15 years ago, but guess what? The best time to start a podcast is 15 years ago. The second best time is today, okay? And like just talking, just getting it out, which is something I never wanted to do. I never, ever, ever, ever wanted to be authentic and let people know how I really feel because that's embarrassing. Who wants to be lonely? But guess what? When you get it out, when you talk about it, when you share, when you're honest, it's not that embarrassing anymore. You know what? There's millions of people out there that are lonely. There's millions of people out there that are depressed. There's millions of people that 
need love, that don't know how to ask for it or get it. There's millions of people that are just like me that were never taught how to give and, and receive love. And I got to stop letting my fear of being judged by my friends get in the way of my goal here. And my goal is to be as authentic as possible. And that's not always pretty. And that's not always condensed. And that's not always smart. And that's not always on brand. And that's not comfortable or, or safe or fun. No. But it's real. And that's my goal. I just want to be real. I just want to be authentic because I spent so long trying to be fake and something I wasn't and trying to be so goddamn perfect and trying to be so, I tried to be so smart and I tried to be, I tried to be the strongest person that everybody knew and I was always the person that everybody went to for advice. (sighs) Sorry. And I, I was always the person that knew everything and just like with advice and like exactly what to do in every situation. And, you know, being a boss, you got to be that. You got to have that facade. You know, I had over 500 employees at one time in my life and I wasn't able to be authentic at work. Like, are you kidding me? If I went to work and like expressed how I was really feeling my employees would be like, uh, I am not listening to her. Like, she doesn't have her shit together. So I had to be fake. So I had to pretend that I wasn't being abused in my relationship. And I wasn't up all night taking care of my sister who was having seizures. And I wasn't suffering from extreme depression and loneliness, even, even though I was never alone. Being lonely has nothing to do with being alone or not. Being lonely has nothing to do with being single or not because I was extremely lonely in a six-year relationship. So that's not why I'm lonely. I'm lonely because I, because I I needed to learn how to love myself. Until you learn how to love yourself, you're always gonna feel alone because what you need is your own love. And if you weren't taught as a kid how to get it, well, then you have a deep, deep feeling of loneliness that can only be resolved and healed and can only come from truly loving yourself. And how do we do it? Well, that's been my, that's been my quest. How do we do it? You start by being honest with yourself. You start by expressing yourself slowly. You start by looking in the mirror and saying, I love you. You start by writing yourself love letters. You start by stop distracting yourself every time you have a feeling. Stop doing what you do to numb yourself and not feel it. Just sit and feel. Yeah, that's it. How do you you start loving yourself? Well, you start feeling your feelings. And that's the fucking shit that most people won't do. 
But remember, most people will live their entire lives in a lie. Most people will pretend that they're happy. Most people will pretend that it's all good in the motherfucking hood. Most people will pretend that they got their shit together. Most people will pretend that they're living a life that they want and they not. They not. Most people hate themselves. Most people hate their lives. Most people hate their jobs. Most people hate their spouses. Most people hate the city they live in. Most people hate their friends. Yeah, most people hate their friends. You know why? Because it's like most people are not themselves. And so what they do is they create a life that doesn't resonate with who they truly are. And then they wonder why they feel lonely. It's because they're not themselves. They're not honest. They're not expressing themselves. They're not setting their boundaries. They're not telling their boyfriend or girlfriend like what they're really, really feeling. If you are in a relationship with somebody who you can't be 100% honest with, and that is not love. That is not a true relationship that you want to be in. And it's, it, start, it starts with yourself. You're probably in a relationship with yourself where you are not being authentic with yourself. Sit down today and start writing or record some voicemails where you're just being honest. Just be honest. Just with yourself. Start with yourself. And then when you eventually put in the reps and master being honest with yourself, then you can start being honest with other people. That's it. That's why you can't form authentic relationships because you're not, you're not in an re- authentic relationship with yourself. That's it, guys. That's it. That's the key. That's all I got. I'm not going to delete last night's podcast. I'm not going to delete that I said that I was raped. You know, that's embarrassing to me as fuck. And I don't want anyone to know that. But it is what it is. And I've got to be authentic. And there's a lot of other things that I'm keeping to myself that I never want to share with anyone. And it's like, what's the point? I'm here on earth to be myself and be honest and share all the things that embarrass me to give other people permission to be honest with themselves. That's what I want. That's success to me. To me, success is not having a million followers. Success to me is getting a message every day that says, you changed my life. You gave me permission to be myself. You gave me permission to start my podcast. And guess what? Uh, That's what I get every single day. I get emails from people every day. I get DMs every day. So I guess I'm successful and I never realized it because... Yeah, there was a time when I thought having a million followers meant meant I was going to feel successful and fulfilled. And no, I, I sat down yesterday. I took time to write out what success really meant to me. And success to me, I don't care about how many followers I have. I care about how many lives I'm impacting. 
Because anybody could buy a fucking million followers. Literally, anybody can buy followers. You can't buy people writing you. You can't buy affecting people. You can't buy authenticity. You can't buy healing. You got to do it. You got to work through it. You got to put yourself out there. You can't buy fulfillment. Because I realized even if I had all these followers, even if I got the YouTube million plaque, I wouldn't feel a damn thing. I wouldn't feel proud of myself. I wouldn't feel fulfilled. I just want to break free, guys. I just want to break free. It's so hard. So this podcast is long enough, um, but I there are some other things I want to say because I want to break free. Um, yeah, I was raped as a kid. Yeah, I had to... Um, <laughs> oh my God, it's very difficult right now. Um, yeah, I, I'm not, like, I'm not saying this stuff is easy, okay? Remember, if it was easy, everybody would do it. Um, yeah. So I was raped as a kid and I was raped repeatedly and I could have told, I could have told my foster parents, um, but what happened was, is that I wanted the attention and I wanted to be loved and I wanted to be liked. And even though it was very, very painful and uncomfortable um, to be uh, a kid, <laughs> you know, and be sexually assaulted, um, in a way, I felt like wanted for the first time in my life. And I felt loved. And that's strange, I know. Um, but it finally, it was serving a purpose in my life. Because, yeah, for the first time I felt wanted. And so it was very horrible and f fulfilled a need of mine at the same time. And um, healing from that is very difficult because I felt like guilty and shameful and um, I felt, I feel um, embarrassed by that, by not telling, like, why didn't I tell anyone to stop it? And the truth is that I didn't because I was trying to stay safe. I felt like if I told someone, then that person would like retaliate and I might get in trouble. And they told me that I would get in trouble, actually, if I told anyone that it would be my fault, that I would be to blame, that I would be in trouble and I would get punished. And, um, you know, 
in a sick, twisted way, like I said. I had a need to feel wanted and loved, and we all do. It's normal and natural, and I've, I have had to learn that I wasn't bad or stupid, that it wasn't, I wasn't to blame for this. Like, I didn't cause someone to rape me. Like, it, I didn't ask for that. I wasn't to blame. It wasn't my fault, and I thought it was. I thought it was my fault. And um, so that's one thing, okay, that, you know, hey, it's, if you listen to this far in the podcast, then you deserve to know that about me because this is like not a fun podcast. You know, yesterday's wasn't either, either. Like it was messy and it wasn't fun to record or, and it's probably not fun to listen to, but it's the damn honest truth. All right, so that's number one. Number two, um, I had um, plastic surgery when I was 21 years old. I had a nose job. And I've never told anyone that. And the reason that I never told anyone is because I'm embarrassed. And the reason I had the nose job was because when I was, um, I think I was 11 years old, I got punched in the face. Um, like I got beaten up a lot as a kid and stuff. But this incident, I got punched in the face and they broke my nose really bad. And they fractured my jaw too. And um, I had a really bad um, dent in my nose. Like... Uh, there's no photos because I just I destroyed every fucking photo. Once I got my nose job, I didn't want anyone to know. It's almost the same as like when I healed my acne. I destroyed it. I destroyed every photo because you know there was no smartphones back then when I was a kid. You know I'm 37. So anyway, long story short is that there's no photos of me with severe acne, and there's no photos of me in existence. Seriously, of uh, me before I got my nose job. But my nose was really crooked and fucked up because of getting punched in the face. And that led to me having extremely low self-esteem dealing with that. Because when you're a kid and you have a deformity on your face, people make fun of you. Kids make fun of you. Kids are relentless. Kids are fucking nasty as fuck. And people made fun of me for having a weird like um, dent in my nose. And it didn't look... <laughs> I would have made fun of me too because kids don't know any better and it didn't look nice. I didn't, I wasn't pretty. Uh, it was very obvious when you looked at me. That's all you could see is my fucked up nose. And so I was very um, hard on myself and I had very low self-esteem and I felt unworthy of love because of this. And so I, as soon as I could, I got a job not just to support, yeah, to support my family. Yeah, I dropped out of high school to support my family, but I also started saving up to get a nose job. And I started researching and I went to, like, I went to Jennifer Aniston and Heidi Klum and and uh, all these celebrities, um, plastic surgeons. Because, like, all these celebrities have had plastic surgery, every single one. Oh, Jennifer Lopez, Mariah Carey, all these people have had nose jobs. And... um I know this because 
I went to their surgeon. I went to their surgeon, and his name is Dr. Tobias. He's in New Jersey, Englewood, New Jersey. And, um, uh, yeah, I forgot his first name, but it was like a long time ago, guys. It was like 20 years ago. But Tobias. Anyway, that's not the point. I'm not like recommending you get a nose job or anything, but I'm basically trying to be authentic as fuck. It's very difficult for me because I've never told anybody this. That's that. I'm sure there's a few other things, but those are the two really hard, uncomfortable, embarrassing um, things that I don't want anyone to know. Oh, and I'm, yeah, that's it. I already told you I was lonely as fuck. And I, um, yeah, that's it. (laughs) In a way, it doesn't feel good right now to have shared that, but in a way it does. So I'm, you know, it just, it doesn't feel good because it's not familiar. Remember, what's not familiar is very uncomfortable. It's not very familiar for me to share those things with people. Nobody knows these things about me. Um... And I'm sure there's more, but I just can't think of them right now. Those are the two main things that I've, I don't want to talk about. <laughs> Those are the two main things that I uh, have tried to hide my whole life from people, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, those are, you know, that's it. That's the truth, though. That's the truth. And in order to heal, we need to feel and we need to be honest And no, you don't need to put it out there into the world like me. No, I'm just extra. (laughs) I'm just, that's just the way I want to live my life. I want to be authentic and honest and fuck it. And fuck it. If there's, um, if there's repercussions for being honest, then I'll take them. Because the, uh, the alternative is living a lie and being afraid that people will judge me. And guess what? I'm only afraid of people judging me because I was judging me my whole life. And I didn't want anyone to know that I got a nose job. Because to me, that's like, oh, you know, you're not authentic. You got plastic surgery, you know, but like, that's, that's the truth. I'm, I've been judging myself for 20 years. Okay. I didn't want anyone to know because I felt like if they knew that I got a nose job, then they would judge me for being superficial. And by the way, getting that nose job, it didn't change a damn thing. I still felt ugly. I still feel unworthy of love. I still feel low self-esteem. I still feel embarrassed sometimes of the way I look because I'm not perfect. That's life. When you don't do the inner work, guys, (laughs) it never goes away. You never heal. You can get all the surgeries in the world, you know? And thank God I didn't have enough money to get other surgeries. I would have. I would have probably got butt implants, liposuction. I I always wanted to get a breast reduction. I probably would have gotten that if I had all the money in the world. I, I only, like, guys, it cost me, it cost me, um, I think it was $15,000 to get a nose job, you know, from a celebrity plastic surgeon. Okay. 
And that was 20 years ago. Today, that would probably be like $30,000. And, um, you know, I, I don't regret it. I don't regret it. I mean, like a part of me does, but a bigger part of me doesn't regret it. I don't regret it because it did help me tremendously. It did. So, I mean, listen, if you have a deformity, if you have something that is really, really painful and embarrassing to you, um, then perhaps that's part of your healing is to get it fixed or removed. You know, if you have something that makes you feel extremely embarrassed, but I want you to know right now, that's not the full part. That's not the full solution. You're going to have to deal with the feelings of feeling unworthy and undeserving of love and feeling ugly and feeling just not good enough. You're going to have to deal with it, whether you get this surgery or not. A lot of women get breast implants to feel like women, to feel good enough, to feel deserving of love, to feel attractive. And I'm telling you right now, yeah, they might help a little bit. You might love them. You might be proud of them. But, but you still going to feel not good enough after the surgery. So please do me a favor. You want to get them? Get them, boo. But also work on your self-love. Look into the mirror every single day. Start looking into the mirror and looking into your own eyes and saying, I love you because you ain't never going to feel good enough until you give yourself the love that you need. You need to love yourself. That's the only way that you're going to be able to love others. If you don't authentically love yourself, you cannot authentically love other people. You can't. You just can't because you can't give other people what you don't have. You can't serve from an empty cup. You have to learn to love and accept yourself exactly as you are with the small boobs, with the fucked up nose, the crooked nose. You're going to have to love yourself with the with the belly fat or the small butt or the um, f- ugly feet or the fucked up whatever you have that is so making you so unworthy and deser- undeserving of love. Guess what? You're still worthy. I don't care if you're 500 pounds You're still worthy and deserving of love. You deserve to be cared for. You deserve to be loved. You deserve to be safe. No matter what you fucking look like. No matter what's wrong with you. No matter if you're not smart. No matter if you fucked up. No matter if you're whatever. No matter what you did or didn't do. What you ate or what you didn't eat. No matter if you worked out or not. No matter if you got your GED or you got your PhD, I don't give a fuck. You're worthy and deserving of love. And it starts with giving it to yourself. I'm sorry this podcast was so long, but you know what? I'm glad it was because we finally got down to some value. You're welcome. Do me a favor, boo. Do me a favor. Go into the mirror right now. Look into your own eyes and say, I love you. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I forgive you. And I love you. And just keep repeating that. Just keep repeating that over and over again. Every day. 
And guess what? It'll become familiar. And you'll stop trying to get love from people that don't love you. And you'll stop trying to get love from people that aren't good for you. And you'll stop trying to get love from people that don't deserve your love. And you'll stop trying to get love from people that aren't healthy for you and aren't good for you, boo. Because that's what happens when you don't love yourself. You try to get love from everyone and anyone. And most of the times, those people aren't good for you. Those people are toxic and don't love themselves. Because, get yeah, when you don't love yourself, you attract other people that don't love your, themselves. You can't possibly attract somebody. If you don't love yourself, if you don't feel good enough, you can't attract somebody that feels good enough, that feels loved and lovable and worthy and is happy with themselves. You can't. You're going to keep attracting people that don't love themselves and they won't love you because they can't love you because they don't love themselves. Meditate on that, please. Go into the mirror. Do the work that's needed. Write yourself a love letter. Start journaling. Start expressing your feelings, even if it's to yourself, even if it's only in a room to yourself. Let it out. Talk. Get your feelings out. You need to feel in order to heal. Or don't. Or don't. Spend your whole life numbing yourself, ignoring your feelings, not getting the life and the body, and the health, and the love that you deserve. (laughs) It's up to you, boo. I'm not, my life ain't going to be affected by you not loving yourself. You're only hurting yourself. I hope, I hope that you'll start being authentic and honest with yourself. And I hope that you know that you are enough. Thank you for listening.